Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Shakti Waves Radio, broadcasting epic dives into greatness with your host, Shakti Sanya, or Sanya, depending on what language you speak. I'm a lot of different things, and beyond a single title or belief, I'm the founder and CEO of Shakti Sanya and Shakti Brand. I'm here to support and celebrate conscious entrepreneurship and to bring your greatness into the world. That's what this podcast is all about. We're always deep, never shallow. Grab your board, the surf is ready, and let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special podcast with myself, Sonia Rose, and Cassandra Finch, one of the beautiful Lucky Witch leaders in the Lucky Witch program that we are both co-facilitating and creating for all of you magical women. If you're listening to this, you're in the magic, and these messages are for you. Today, we're going to be talking about love magic, relationships, wounding with the masculine, betrayal with the masculine, sisterhood wounds from comparison, jealousy, envy, being left for other women, all of those dynamics and how all of this feeds into the beautiful sisterhood that we have created and are welcoming you into in Lucky Witch. Uh, Thank you so much for being here, Cassandra. I am so excited to have this conversation today. Thank you so much for having me on here and for discussing these very potent topics too. I'm really excited. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, we just had true Libra season. And what I mean by we just had true Libra season, most of you listening to this are like, what? It's Sag season. Libra season was last month. So I am a true sidereal astrologer and I follow the constellations and the true visible sky. So it's essentially the mixture of astronomy meets astrology. And it has been a beautiful journey to start looking at the true visible sky. And Cassandra's do it has done most of her work around the sky and star seeds and collecting to our galactic 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 <laughs> and, and wisdom. And so what what really is part of the jewel of Lucky Witch is that everyone learns about the true astrological seasons, which are our global seasons that we all, all over the world are moving through. Not everyone is currently moving through autumn. Not everyone is currently moving through spring, but all of us are currently truly in Scorpio season. (laughs) And if you look at an astronomy app and open it on your phone and look at where the sun is, you'll see that it's smack dab in the middle of the head of Scorpio and that Mercury is right beside it. So that's all to say that it's a time to talk about love and the intensity of love and to have a rebirth around our relationships, especially since Libra just brought in all of that energy of balancing and bringing in new ideas and more harmony into our into our energy, into our field, um, and really into our magical practices, however it is that you practice witchcraft or express yourself as a magical woman and witch. Um, so Cassandra, what's, what's it been like for you to just tune into these true seasons and what do you notice around, you know, the themes of love as we've moved through Libra season together and now we're in Scorpio? Well, it's been really interesting because what I've noticed is that there almost seems like there's been that slipstream that's opened up for the possibilities of different healing in love and how 
you incorporate that into your life and what you're actually available for. So whether you're in tune with what's going on or not, because for me, I'm really terrible with following those things. (laughs) But from the energetic standpoint, it was interesting because over the last, I would say three to four weeks, I got really clear on what I actually wanted when it came to love Mm. and what I was actually available for, whether it's from my friends or whether it's going to be in a potential partner, all of that came smack into the forefront, even though my conscious mind was saying, nope, 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 we don't want to go there. (laughs) My soul literally called me forward and said, this is what you need to focus on right now. Mm. Whoa, that's really powerful. Well, I mean, in terms of the timing, I know not everyone is tuned into the timing. I love tuning into it. And I especially love looking backwards and being like, what was happening when I had this massive change and revelation? I'm like, oh, of course, the start of Libra season. So it was on November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. (laughs) Yep. It was the start of true Libra season. And then it lasted until the 20th of this month. Scorpio season came a little early on my birthday and surprised me. Um... And so it was those 15 days that felt like this massive portal. Like you said, it was like this slipstream. Like all of a sudden we were just sliding into new possibilities in terms of how love can look. And especially for me, it wasn't so much with romance because me and my partner kind of steady. We're, we're ready to go build our homesteads and, and build our land and um, build our, our home. Like that's what we're moving towards. And it's so exciting to really be deep in that level of commitment and partnership. I've always craved that and wanted that. And so for me, Libra season was more so showing me love for myself and love for others in a way that I hadn't seen it before. And especially because my son is incredibly like, it's, it's surrounded by Libra stars, but it's technically like right at the beginning of the Scorpio constellation. So I really am the cusp between Scorpio and Libra. And I'd never honored or knew about my own Libra qualities. And so this Libra season was really this opportunity for me to see every time that I people please and how often I was doing that. I had no idea. I literally didn't know I was a people pleaser. And I think that's part of it. I feel like that's a part of being a people pleaser is that you're just doing it because it feels right. And it feels like it's safe and everyone Mm -hmm. else feels good, but then you don't feel good. And I just didn't even, I I didn't really bother checking in with myself most of the time of, oh, is this exchange, is this relationship feeling good? And leap for season really had me check in on that. And think about how do I want to, how do I want to be with my friends? How do I want to be with my clients? How do I want to be with my friends that are clients? And so it was a lot of my like sisterhood, but also relational teaching, which is what Libra is all about. And then it also (laughs) gave a lot of clarity on my past relationships, on my past romance. So I love that we kind of had these different experiences where for you, it was like this massive, this is what I really need. I can't resist it anymore. This is what I want in a partner. And it's just coming. It's coming in hot. Yep. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh, my goodness. Like, there really is so much that shifts when we, I guess, I guess when we allow it to is what I want to say. Like, when we really let ourselves let the transformation happen. And I think now that we're Mm -hmm. in Scorpio season, I mean, it's transformation rebirth season right now. 
And it's been really interesting being in Lucky Wedge and, and leading the space and co-leading it with all of our leaders, you, Teresa Brenneman, Jenna Fay, Chelsea Frederick. It's just been incredible being in sisterhood. And I would say a lot of what I learned about majority of what my focus was in terms of relationships and love was my relationship and love for women and the women in my life. Um, and I know we've talked a lot about sisterhood and sisterhood wounds. So what's that been like for you? Like, what have you noticed since well, the beginning? Well, I, <clears throat> I think it's interesting because I think I came into it a little naive being like, well, as a co-creator, I'm not going to have probably nearly as much healing because I've been doing a lot of my sister healing for a while. So I thought I'm in a good, clear space. (laughs) And then I got hit in the face with a lot of old feminine woundings about the sisterhood, because for a lot of my life, I didn't really have any female friends. And the ones that I did have, it was a lot of like gossip, a lot of drama, a lot of being left out. I was always like the convenience friend if they needed someone to just put into their life because someone else wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being that utility friend was interesting. So coming into Lucky Witch, I was having such big resistance for some reason into really like deeply connecting in the beginning. And I really had to get clear on what was actually coming up for me. And I think my fear at that time was a fear of visibility with so many women and taking on that new sense of leadership to really hold that space for women in such a different way. And I'm so grateful for it and so ready for it. But I really had to focus on being heart-centered and how to actually just be myself in this program and realize that it's okay and know that even if some people don't resonate with who I am, I think there was that fear again of being judged by other women, like such a big group and maybe not being seen and supported by them, even though, you know, the co-creators are seeing and supporting the women too, but it's also that co-creation. So it really tested my new leadership side. Mm. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think you really kind of speak for, I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but you definitely speak for me with what you've just shared. It was a massive confrontation of, oh my gosh, am I going to be hurt by this group of women the way that other groups of women have hurt me in the past? Or, (laughs) and are they going to accept me? And will I be persecuted, right? The core core piece of the Lucky Witch program is it's a practical and magical prosperity program. So we will talk about the prosperity piece. And that's a very, very important piece to it. But it's also this place where we heal our witch wounds so that we can prosper. And the core witch wounds that really are related to what we're talking about here is our sisterhood wound, right? That we can't trust our sisters, that our sisters have betrayed us in this life or another life. And that's Mm -hmm. like our actual sisters and our soul sisters and women we're very close to and intimate with, including our healers. I know a lot of women who have had um, healer trauma, right? From their their feminine healers. And so they're afraid to step into spaces like this, right? Where there's a lot of feminine energy, a lot of feminine leadership. And Of course, there's also that fear of persecution, of being judged, of being belittled, of being discriminated, of being bullied, right? Which I think many of us have experienced in our lives in different ways. I know for me, my core wounding was in 
junior high school, like grade seven and eight, just yeah. so much bullying, like an entire group of girls like came up to me once and pretty much spat in my face. It was wild. I mean, my parents actually moved me out of that school and I went somewhere else for grade nine, which was interesting because it was actually an all girls school I went to in grade nine. And it was this beautiful um, school program where they actually taught us a lot about um, the Dove campaign for real beauty was like super hot and and big at that time. And it was really revolutionary, really, um, for its time. And it had never, something like that had never been done before. And my whole school was an, was an all girls school. We were the oldest girls in the, in the school. We were in grade nine and they were teaching us about body image. And we were having conversations about eating disorders and sex and dating and bullying and cruelty. Like we were having these conversations in our classroom and it was really healing and, and fascinating for me. But at the same time, I mean, we were also all 13, 14 year old teenage girls um, who were all together all day and it was all girls. So it ended up being really catty, lots of gossip, like, you know, a lot of that same pain, a lot of that jealousy, comparison. Oh, she's better at me than at this subject. Oh, she's jealous of my boyfriend or I'm jealous of her outfit or whatever it might be. There was so much of that playing out. And when we started Lucky Witch, because it's really been one of the first containers that, that I've created that was specifically around building sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've done two years posting moon ceremonies, which, and we talked about our moon cycles and every woman would say what day of her moon cycle she was on. It was, I've been in very, very intimate feminine space and created that space, but this was specifically, Hey, we're coming together to heal this witch wound of persecution and distrust of our fellow sisters and witches and magical healing, beautiful wisdom keeper women so that we can actually thrive. Mm -hmm. And it was so confronting because it was, you know, I would say at this point, um, I've gotten better. I'm not perfect, but I've gotten better at noticing when I'm projecting. And I was just constantly noticing, ooh, I'm projecting fears onto this, I'm projecting fears of, is it going to be okay? Are we going to be safe? Is there going to be cattiness? What, what will we have to manage? What's it going to be like to lead that space? There was all of this fear that I was projecting and I just noticed all of it was coming from the past. And it's, it was really powerful to, to shift that and to actually see how that was the exact opposite of what was true about what was actually happening in the space and what was available for us all in the space. Um, so yeah, what, what, what was it like for you? Tell me more about that experience of, you know, leaning in and trusting that feminine intimacy. Well, where I had to really focus was actually trusting my own feminine, because I know the deeper that I trust my feminine mm-hmm. nature, the deeper I trust my leadership, the more that other people are actually going to trust it too, because then I'm not putting out that vibration of not fully trusting how I'm showing up. And I had to get clear that even though it's a program and everyone's going to be magnetized for various reasons, there's also so many leaders. So not every single woman might actually love what I do and that's fine. And I had to get over (laughs) me stepping into different aspects of me that I was not comfortable sharing publicly. And I had to really get through that in this program because otherwise I would not have been able to hold the masterclass that I did if I wasn't grounded and knowing that I'm safe in the information that was coming through 
and to be able to be fully expressed as that feminine nature. Mm. Oh my goodness. Well, wow. Am I ever grateful that you work through all of that? I didn't even know you were moving through that. I mean, we knew a little bit, right? We would share and talk as leaders what we were all moving and shifting through, but your healing initiation, you did our past, our past life, past karma, past wounding healing so that we can reconcile the past and move forward. And it was honestly one of the most powerful healing conversations and initiations and sessions that I've ever been a part of. And it was, it was so beautiful. It happened last week and I'm still integrating it. Like I'm still integrating the level of power and love and guidance and clarity that you provided. There was nothing that was left out. It's like, Hey, do you have wounding from a past life with yourself or other women or just in general? Um, something that happened to you that was traumatic from your childhood or when earlier in your life? Do you have religious trauma? And do you feel like being magical or, or, you know, even owning that you're a witch and that you work magic, right? Mm -hmm. That, that, that is somehow satanic or evil or judged. You brought it all up and you made it all. So it was like, it was truly alchemy. It was true, true alchemy. There was, it's like you brought up all the poison. You're like, and here's the nectar here. Like we've transformed it into nectar. Go ahead and drink it. And it was, it was this beautiful, energetic and emotional safety is what I felt like. It felt so safe for me to be in that space, but I'm really recognizing and honoring you that you had to get safe with yourself to share it. First of all, like I never would have thought that you were having any of those feelings because I just see you as so vibrant and radiant in your truth. And it's really magical to know that being a part of Lucky Witch and being a co-leader has actually had you step more into your power, which is really what, what our intention is for every single participant and every single member. But the fact that the leaders are going through that themselves, I think is just magnificent, like completely not what I was expecting. Like it's, it's magic. It's absolute magic. And the fact that you've created this container for all of us to truly step into this place is nothing short of absolutely incredible. And this whole program is ultimate alchemy for the feminine. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful to be a part of that. And thank you for the recognition too. Mm, that is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. Honestly, I mean, for those of you listening here, if there's any part of you that feels uncomfortable with other women supporting each other, loving each other, honoring, acknowledging, raising each other up, then that's likely an invitation for you to enter this work and to let that pain and that judgment dissolve around your heart. Mm-hmm. Right? One of my favorite quotes is like, girls compete. And women support each other, like women raise each other up. You know, we, I think about, especially women with children and how we need that village and that community. I don't have a child, you do, so you can speak more to this, but how it really does take sisterhood and community and connection and family and the village to raise a child. And I think the same way, the same is true to build our brand babies, to build our businesses from being infants or baby businesses and startups to really sustainable, beautiful, global, um, 
companies that really serve people all over the world and don't have a defined constraint of, oh, I'm only allowed to talk about this in this way because I was trained, um, I was trained with this university degree or I got this training and I can't possibly blend it all together and share who I really am, right? I can't possibly share all of my magic, but that's exactly what it is. It's like, no, we need all of it. We need all of, all of your gifts to integrate and alchemize and be shared with the world. We need more women to be prosperous. We need more witches to be prosperous. We need people. um, And Especially, you know, I say all of this with the caveat of, um, you know, when we talk about working magic, there's, of course, the light and the dark, and we're working with the light. We're working with the expansion and love and everybody prospers and it's healing and it's good for everybody, right? We're not trying to manipulate or control anyone the same way people who practice black magic do. And so that's even been a very interesting relationship to like unwind um, just the fact that so many witches are associated with the darkness and with control and trying to man- manipulate, especially men in relationships like love spells or, you know, seduction, like a lot of that is the feminine magic. That's often been what's been the most painful, yeah. um, in relationship, but also with other women. Like, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of that wounding that's come out because there's been so much. Mm, I want to say disempowered and shadowy feminine present within like it's in the undercurrent for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. And I, and I feel like we're unearthing that undercurrent and like changing the waves and, and surfing a whole new wave in terms of how feminine leaders can work together and love each other and support each other. Um, yeah. Like just tell me your perspectives on, on the feminine and how it's gone from shadowy, painful, betrayal, sister wounds, backstabbing, I'm going to seduce your man kind of energy. And that's still happening. And I think a lot of people do it subconsciously. So I would just love your thoughts and riff on that. Yeah, I so agree that things are changing. We're coming into such a different set of consciousness, especially for the feminine and recognizing what's actually happening. Because I truly feel with the feminine and the masculine too, that there's been that huge illusion of separation. And that illusion of separation is believing that you are not a part of the collective, that you are completely separate from. There's no unity. Mm -hmm. And when we're in that place of lack of unity, This is where we start feeling like we need to use other people, manipulate other people, get ahead by any means necessary. And this is where we also have all these false identities around who we are. It's to keep us separated. It's to keep us divided. Because when the feminine is divided and not supporting and loving each other, there's a huge sense of power that's actually missing. And people become easier to control. People become easier to manipulate in that sense. So my perspective is like the more that we start to heal this feminine and recognize that nothing is a competition, there's more than enough space for every single divine sister here. We can shine as bright as we want to. And we become a constellation. We don't outshine anybody. We actually become these beautiful constellations we see in the night sky that actually light up the world. Oh my gosh. Oh, 
Oh my gosh, that was so beyond beautiful and just the perfect way to summarize it. Becoming constellations, each of us is our own unique light and expression and we don't need to push anyone else aside. And that's the old paradigm. That's literally the paradigm of survival. It's the mm-hmm. paradigm of the patriarchy. It's dog eat dog. You know, it's even yeah. the story of like that competition is the way forward in business and in life. We're not here to compete. We are here to co-create, to collaborate, to come together, to love each other, to support, to truly be wishing each other well. And mm-hmm. I just, I really, really do think that what you said, it comes down to loving that each other is shining and encouraging everyone else to shine and, and recognizing that if someone's shining more than you, and if that's what you want, that's telling you about what you wish and what you desire yeah. and what's possible for you. And, and <laughs> absolutely. And I know, and also, I mean, a full disclaimer is the only way to get there is to actually step into the space of the discomfort of letting your gifts be seen, of letting yourself be seen, of even conceptualizing that, whoa, prosperity and magic and sisterhood and healthy relationships with myself and with my friends and with my network and with the people I'm dating is possible. Mm -hmm. That it's actually possible. Absolutely. It's possible and it's beyond anything that you could ever dream of it being. Mm-hmm. It really calls you forward in this way of relearning how to be in this sense of community. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, so many of us, that's what we've been craving. That's what we've been wanting so much of in the last um, 18 months is community, is connection, is feeling connected to other people, not separate from, not distanced, right? Um, People were always talking about how the term like social distancing is really unhealthy because we actually don't need to be socially distant. Whereas in, you know, sometimes it's important to be physically distant, um, but it's not important to be socially distant. And we actually need more social intimacy. We need more connection. We need more... Um, you know, I would say like, oh, my, my, what I notice with myself and my life is the more people that love me and are in my life, the better, the better that I am and the better that everyone is like the love just spreads and expands, but it's so terrifying. Like I'll be the first to admit, like I said, I'm a Scorpio Libra cusp. Typically that cusp is known for being quite intense in love and relationships lots of drama. And I've had a lot of very complex trauma um, from my childhood. For those of you that don't know, I survived and escaped a war with my family in Bosnia and former Yugoslavia. We escaped the city we lived in. It was under siege. My dad and his family had to stay behind. And I didn't get to see my father or any of his kin, any of my father's side of the family for over two and a half years. And then we moved to Canada a year later. So we were again away from all of my family and support. And for those of you that are human design nerds, human design is a really beautiful part of Lucky Witch, but we'll talk about that in another conversation um, with Teresa and the magic of being human and understanding yourself and your energy. And the big part of the magic of understanding myself through human design has been seeing that I am a four, six, that's my profile. And so four is the number of, um, 
you know, people call it like the opportunist and very, very social. Our social circles, the people in our lives are very important for any one of the four in their human design and profile. And for me, like my network and my connections are absolutely everything to me. Like I truly, truly love everyone. But then of course I come up against, but I know so many people and how can I give everyone my love? And there isn't enough of my own time to go around. And especially when I'm in my manifesting generator creative mode, like like I literally am so, I'm so in the work and I'm so focused on creating everything I've been creating with Lucky Witch and everything else going on behind the scenes that Sometimes I'm like, wow, I love so many people and I have this beautiful community, but I don't have time to have dinner with everyone every week or to see people or to go on walks or hikes or do the the beautiful things. And I think it's a matter of understanding that our relationships and how it is that we show up doesn't have to look the way it's looked before. Like there's no way to get it right. Um, you get to create your life the way that works for you. But it's a matter of knowing that it's safe. It's safe to be in sisterhood. It's safe to be in partnership, right? The only way that we can heal our sister wounds is through sisterhood. That is one of the core teachings throughout Lucky Witch. And the only way that we can heal our romantic wounds is by being in a romantic relationship again and actually letting the relationship and the experience we have heal us by showing us, oh, this can be different. This has changed. I have grown. Wow. Oh, I still need to work on that. Oh, that person needs to work on this, but that's okay. We're in it. We're we're committed. We're working together. And so it's this new paradigm. I feel like, um, yeah, what are you what are you hearing in all of this that I'm sharing right now? Like I really feel like we're touching on this new paradigm of how we even relate to and connect with each other and build community. Yeah, and how we also support each other. Because we've been so conditioned that when someone has a trigger or a wound to get automatically defensive and trying to dismiss, to try to neutralize, I guess, the conflict, which doesn't really heal anything and it creates more wounding on both sides. But what I'm seeing is that more people are able to actually stand together regardless of their wounding to be able to hear what that wounding is without placing blame And then to be able to actually hold each other in that level of support. And that's truly the way of the new paradigm of actually healing within sisterhood and brotherhood too, is to actually have that space to be able to listen without tuning into those filters of fear, blame, shame, guilt, and going into the actual healing, the transmutation of the past pain, alchemizing that into what that wisdom is, learning what your personal values are what your limits are when it comes to your boundaries and how to actually express that fully so that other people know how to love you better. Boundaries aren't meant to kick people out. They're meant to teach people how to truly love you. Mm, Oh my goodness. I literally had a thought yesterday that you and I need to create something specifically about boundaries because boundaries are the key here. Like I, that's what I've been, I didn't know what boundaries were when I was young. That wasn't something that we were taught. Um, it wasn't, it it literally wasn't a part of my vocabulary. It wasn't even something that I understood. Um, because I always thought, and I related it to my trauma and I didn't know this at the time that was okay. Like I wasn't informed about my trauma. I hadn't done any therapy work. I hadn't been trained in any sort of, um, 
therapeutic modality myself, but I used to literally think that boundaries meant that people were trying to push you away or that they weren't prioritizing you or that they were trying to, you know, tell you that they couldn't, you know, a boundary, for example, of, oh, I have to go home and eat dinner with my family. I used to interpret that as, oh, they don't want to eat dinner with me or they don't want to invite me to their family dinner and I'm not lovable enough, right? It all went through my filter of self-judgment and pain from the past. Whereas in now when someone tells me, oh, like I'm hanging out with you and I have to go eat dinner with my family, I'm like, that's great. They know what they want, what they need. I can honor that. And I have something else that I need to go do. And it's so interesting how once you understand what boundaries are and that boundaries are really love, that they're love for the self and love for the other. And this is massive Libra healing. That's what like Libra healing is boundaries, right? Understanding how to balance boundaries of the self and the other and how to live in harmony. And so I'm so grateful you brought that up because that's a big part of it, right? It's not like, I think a lot of the time when people think, oh, women are coming together and they're doing magic and it's healing and there's prosperity. I mean, all of those words together, you're going to have so many judgments and thoughts. And I would just have everyone stop and think, oh, how many of those judgments are actually projections or thoughts that have just been running in my lineage or my ancestry or in the collective thoughts for years? Like so many people just think witches equals evil. It's like, really? Like you can easily disprove that fact. Like here we are, two witches, not evil, not doing any sort of evil, not intending or wishing anyone harm, wishing everyone love and joy and prosperity and health, right? And, <laughs> but I mean, there's been a whole, there's been genocide perpetrated towards witches and healers, right? There, it wasn't just that they were um, disliked or stigmatized, they were burned at the stake. And I equate it, like, you know, I equate the genocide that happened towards witches in the Middle Ages as equal to genocide perpetrated towards any other group because they're different from us or the way that they live is different or the beliefs that they have is different. And so it's been a really powerful um, alchem alchemy and it's been a very powerful <laughs> um, stepping forward. And I had to deal with all of my own persecution wounds. Like, oh my gosh, are people going to hate me? Are they going to judge me for creating Lucky Witch, for inviting women to talk about magic and witch wounds and to talk about prosperity and to actually build prosperity for themselves and together? It felt so scary. But when I tune into the power of boundaries, then everything, then everything feels healthier. <laughs> Right. Then it's like, okay, well, I can talk about Lucky Witch, but I'm not available to have um, comment or DM wars with anyone. Like that's a boundary I have. I'm not going to do that. I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. And I was like, I'm just not going to engage in that. And it's funny because I haven't had to. That hasn't been a part of the experience, but I had a very clear energetic boundary of that's not what this is. I'm not here to fight a fight. I'm here to let women who are ready to step into their magic, come into a safe space to do that. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, we said that we were going to talk about love and romance at the beginning of all of this. And yeah. you had like a pretty profound shift to circle back to the beginning of the conversation. Yeah. Why don't you just tell us a little bit more about what that was like really owning what your values were and what you wanted and how that shifted your romantic life for you. 
Well, it was interesting because like you've said before, I didn't know much about boundaries. And this was quite a few years ago now, I would say at least four or five years ago where I knew nothing about boundaries. So back in that point in time, when I thought I was actually ready for love, I actually wasn't entirely clear on what I was calling in other than I didn't want to be a fixer. So that's a pretty vague statement. I no longer want to fix people, right? Because I had a relationship previously where essentially they just want you to be their healer. And yes, relationships are healing, but it's different when it comes from that mutual love and respect versus someone taking energy from you and wanting you to fill the voids that they're not facing. So once I got clear what I actually wanted, like actually wanted a conscious partnership, I wanted someone who saw me in all my magic. I want someone who can understand that and stand with me because I will always stand with them. I want someone who's good at communication, right? And I just told the universe, essentially, I'm not available for wishy-washy. I'm not available for inconsistent. I'm not available for uncertainty from people. And I will wait as long as I need to. I will spend the rest of my life alone if that's the path. But I will not invite anything else in in my life that is anything less than what I'm available for here. And I got super clear and I started listening to love frequencies. I started really working on my own sense of self-love. I started connecting with my heart multiple times a day, every day, really being rooted in that place of love and compassion. I understand many people have their stuff, but I wanted a partnership where you can actually work through those things together and support each other and know that when life gets hard, they're not going to abandon you or leave. I don't want that experience anymore. I've had that experience more than once. I've gone through health issues and deaths in the family and extreme stressful situations and accidents and where I had no support. It's like, oh, now that you're not in this state of happiness 24-7, I don't want to be around you. And I didn't want that experience. So I want someone who can actually ride those emotional waves with me and really support and protect me and really be present and grounded, like all those divine masculine qualities. And I thought it would take a long time (laughs) to bring that in. I've been literally calling this in now for the last three to four weeks, like I mentioned at the beginning. And it literally only took a few weeks. And it basically just showed up in someone that I had always kind of admired in the past, but was too scared to say anything. Oh, magic. Pure love magic. Okay. I love this so much. Well, I love it for you because I love you being loved and supported and in divine partnership where you are fully seen and and cherished and that you also cherish and see the other. And oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. It's really remarkable what can happen when we shift what our boundaries are, like what we're actually willing to accept and mm-hmm. what we say yes and yes to right in our lives. And it's like, see the magic happened already. And it's only just been a few weeks. And now you have this beautiful new romance in your life. And that is the truth of what a love spell is. Because, you know, there's a lot of, there's lots of different, you know, it's been said throughout all of history, the one thing you can't do magic around is love. Um, And I believe that's true. You can't make someone love you. I mean, 
No, <laughs> I've never, I've ne- I, I, as much as I've wanted people in the past to love me who didn't or love me in a way that they couldn't um, was really the thing. It wasn't that they didn't love me. It's just that they didn't love me in a way that I needed to be loved. And even <laughs> honoring and recognizing that is super healing and also recognizing times when I haven't loved the other person in the way that they need to be loved. And then it was important to release them. And I really, really, really love the fact that you really, you did cast a love spell, but you cast a spell for it. This is what I want. This is what I crave. This is what I'm willing to give. This is what love can look like. And I believe and trust that it can happen. And now it's happening. Yeah. You didn't didn't manipulate anyone to like fall in love with you. You didn't use that. Like, you know what I could call the sacral magnetics Um, for those of us that are sacral beings in human design. So generator types, we can, I can, I've literally done it before. I've seen it happen all the time where we use our sacral magnetics to just call in like a partner that doesn't actually work for us, but is a bit of a turn on or is there to teach us something really specifically, but you got so crystal clear and then it opened, right? You were like, I'm ready for this. And it was available. And when I met my partner, literally two weeks before I met him, I well, I actually did. I did cast a spell, actually. Should I tell everyone about it? It's fun. I think so. Please. I love your fun stories. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so I, I, I was trying to online date and I really, online dating isn't really for me. I have always loved meeting people in person and having like, I have always loved having a fun story about how we met and how we ran into each other. And all of my previous partners were like that. We had these magical in-person stories. And I mean, it was the start of the pandemic. It was June, 2020. And I was, I'd only been dating for a couple months online and I was already over it. Um, Because most of the time when I was dating guys online, I really was there, just like you said, to be their healer. Um, and especially because I have a lot of abilities, you know, sometimes they just had messages that they needed to receive through me as a channel, or they just needed my support or they needed to meet me physically so that I could just, you know, go for a walk with them. And we could, I I literally could feel myself helping them heal, which was honestly a beautiful, a beautiful experience to have with the masculine. But I knew that I didn't want that from a partner. And I'm like, I can't be healing my partner. They need to be solid. They need to be the masculine that can hold me as I do my healing work myself. And so I decided really definitively um, that I was about to meet my husband and the father of my children. And I texted one of my best friends, Krista Ryerson, Chalice Grove. She's a really fabulous golden age astrologer. And her and I were, she lived by herself down the street from me. So we were, we were together often and we were often by the river. And I remember I texted her after this quite terrible date and dating experience that I had. And I'm like, okay, well, what happens next in my story is I meet my person. And I knew it. I knew it without a shadow of a doubt that that was going to happen. And then a couple of weeks later, we were having an outdoor summer solstice tarot party. <laughs> as the witches do. And we all dressed up as our favorite tarot cards. I was the empress, of course, because that was literally the energy I was embodying that I wanted to meet my man in. I wanted to be the empress. I wanted to be feminine 
and loving and beautiful and fertile and ready to grow and to build something together and build a life together. And um, our beautiful friend was hosting this outdoor party and she had us all make a wish on a candle. And my wish was for soulmate partnership, was for that partner who would be, you know, the father to our children. And I made a wish and I wrote love on the candle and she, and it's candle magic, pretty basic candle magic. I've taught about some of that in Lucky Witch and there's going to be more. And she said, oh, light the candle. And once the candle is done burning, your wish will come true. And that was on the 20th of June. Um, it was, like I said, summer solstice. And two days later, I met my boyfriend. <laughs> and he literally ran, he ran after me at sunset by the river and asked me out. It was the most romantic, beautiful, masculine thing. And he actually learned that technique from a guy that was teaching men online how to do really authentic connection with women, how to actually go up to women and talk to them and have a real conversation and actually respect them and honor them. And so he'd gotten some like dating training because um, he also hated online dating. And so he literally did this and it was the most brave and beautiful thing I'd ever seen a man do um, is literally run up to a strange woman during a pandemic and ask her out. And very shortly after, I realized that he was from the island and I've always wanted to return back to the island and have a family there. And, you know, slowly things unfolded and our whole relationship has really been a beautiful anchoring into the safety that relationship can be and the fact that past trauma does not have to repeat again. And it's helped me trust myself and trust life in such a unique way. And he's actually, um, he's been working away. He works two weeks on, two weeks off at his job. And he's actually coming back to work in town tonight. So I'm welcoming my man home tonight. It's going to be like a big, beautiful homecoming. I haven't seen him in 16 days. It feels like eternity. And that was our beautiful love story. And I mean, there was magic involved, but to actually be in a relationship and to make it work has taken both of us being vulnerable and growing and being responsible for ourselves and being willing to have hard conversations and loving conversations and to shift our own perspectives and to heal our own wounds around love that we had before and to come together. And it's been so magical and I can't wait to see him tonight. And this has been such a beautiful and powerful conversation. Um, I feel like we're after that story, I feel like we're wrapping up and I just really want to invite everyone to come into the space where love magic, sisterhood magic, money magic, business magic, all around you get to be you and you get to have a life beyond your wildest dreams is possible. And that's really what Lucky Witch is. It's the mm -hmm. cosmic digital coven for prosperity in all ways. It's not just money. It's prosperity of love, prosperity of connection, prosperity of sisterhood. I know all of us have been saying that we've had sister wound healing like never before. And we feel so supported and it's such a beautiful container. And I invite you all to join us. You can go to the website, sonyarose.com slash lucky witch to join us or go to my Instagram page or Cassandra's Instagram page. It's the link in our bios is there. Um, 
I just really would love for everyone to experience love magic and money magic and sisterhood connection and community. And I'd love your thoughts, Cassandra, on on what my story just sparked in you and also what you want to say to everyone listening to this who's thinking about joining Lucky Witch, but is maybe on the fence. Yeah, well, one, I absolutely love the story between you and your man. It is like the most romantic, cute thing ever. And I love how you infuse the magic in there as well. And just knowing what you were calling in, it's just so inspiring to see and to hear as well, like how this magic can impact so many different facets of your life that you may not realize because so many of us, we are conditioned to not believe in magic from a young age, right? Like we're pushing out things like fairies and energy and intuition. So to have that possibility be brought back and for you to share these powerful stories as well, like how this simple candle magic changed the whole dynamic of your relationship moving forward, what you actually brought into your life is so incredibly powerful and something that, you know, I definitely needed to hear as well. Like it can be simple, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the little magic things I did was I literally felt my soul and my heart connect together in my body. And I sent Mm -hmm. that vibration out to the world that I was ready for when my divine partner was ready for me Mm -hmm. and to like magnetize them to me. And it literally came the next day after I did that one piece. (laughs) that's what I'm saying like once you're ready and your heart is open it happens rapidly so instant right it's pure magic and it's so possible so anyone who's on the fence I mean we've lived in this world of where we're constantly focusing on all the hard aspects and doing it alone This is the container of where you are in community to rise, to heal, to be seen, to be heard, to be supported. You were not here on this earth to walk alone. That Mm. is not what we're here for. Community is our birthright. Sisterhood is our birthright. Prosperity is our birthright. And it's just remembering how to get there and to allow ourselves to fully receive. So if you want to fully receive, just open your heart and really feel into what it is you want to call in. What do you want to learn deeper into? And really just, if you feel the call to really come in with us and to be supported. Beautiful. Such beautiful words. There's nothing like a manifester magic. Manifester, like I just love listening to a super aligned manifester like you are with so much love. Um, And that's her human design type if anyone's curious or doesn't know what that is. What a potent invitation, sisterhood, prosperity, love, magic. It's your birthright. And Lucky Witch is your space where you are safe to walk into and claim your birthright and be celebrated for it. We're here to celebrate you. We're your sisters, sisters, right? We're going to be focusing on the stars and moving through the true astrological seasons together and anchoring into the magic of the cosmos around us and within us through astrology, human design, energetic work. Our next session is on the future of business. Jenna Faye, our mentor and business coach and friend and sister is going to be leading that session on November 30th. It's going to be absolutely potent. And then there's more to come. We're doing an Ophicus or Ophiacus initiation, which is the 13th zodiac sign that's often been um, 
I want to say declassified. That's the word that's coming through. It hasn't been known. It's been a secret. It's been occulted. It hasn't been widespread that there are 13 zodiac signs. And what is the 13 zodiac sign? And we're going to, we're going to, we're not just going to talk about it. We're going to be fully initiated into the embodiment of what Ophiuchus really, really means for each of us, because each of us learn from these constellations. And like you said, each of us is a constellation and we're here to light up that constellation and help you see your own magic and help you prosper and do it all together because it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And oh, I just, I love this work so much. And I love you so much. And I love the sisterhood that we've developed and that all of us have developed throughout this. And I can't wait to see what happens next because we have two more months of this epic container and it's only just really gotten started. So I can't wait. If anyone has any questions, please feel free to DM me. I'm at Sonia, S-A-N-J-A on Instagram. Uh, you can find Cassandra on, is it the Phoenix Mystery School or Phoenix nope. Mystery School? Just Phoenix Mystery School. Okay, perfect. And yeah. of course, when you join Lucky Witch, you'll get the replay for her epic past life healing. Ooh. I'm telling you that the most power, one of the most powerful healings I've ever had in my life. And it was collective. We were collectively all healing together. That's what was powerful about it. And there's so much more magic to come. So join us. I'd love for you all to join us. Cassandra, is there anything else that you want to say? Thank you so much for this conversation, for creating this container, and for just being this embodiment of this divine, incredible, wisdom, galactic, feminine here on this planet, just anchoring in that light. And for everyone listening and being available for the magic that's just in this conversation. Yes. Mm. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm really letting compliments land in my, my body and letting myself fully feel them. I notice I would often deflect them. So I'm just letting that land. And I really do want to echo what you said. I'm so grateful to whoever is still listening to this and who's been activated by it. and who's had their their mind and their heart open to more possibility for themselves, for love, for sisterhood, for magic. Um, reach out to us. I love you all so much, and I can't wait to continue this journey. Thank you so much, Cassandra. Thank Bye, you. Love you guys. May the long time sun shine upon you. All love surround you. And the pure light within you guide your way on. Guide your way on and on.